Welcome to Starlight, a space-themed D&D opera. My name is Sam Williams, and I'm the voice behind Clive Jensen, your favorite cybernetic cowboy. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in. This show is a passion project for all of us, and without you, it wouldn't be possible. After the show, if you could drop us a review on iTunes, this will help us further our goal of reaching the furthest corners of the galaxy and allow us to provide the best adventure for every spacer. Thank you, everyone. And with that, let us continue into Starlight. You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work? by teleporting away, or using Charm Creature to avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon-drawn map. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight Maps and Battle Mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki Battle Mats, from lavish palaces to cold alien caverns. They have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And battle mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out. Or stop by our YouTube to see what they have to offer. Now, let's roll. I'm stressing right now, dude. I want to get to this core and just... That was a good move. Yeah, I, I actually didn't really take much damage through that. I didn't take any damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, lucky you guys. <laughs> I only healed four from that spray flush, too, because you said D 1d4 plus three? Yes. Did you roll a one? Or it's it's 2d4 plus two. Yeah, I'd roll a one. Oh, 2d4. Yeah. Okay, hold on. That's not very much, man. Roll a two for that, so now... Now I got, I got plus five, so it would be three. All right, I'm not that low, actually. I'm pretty good. Plus, I wasn't raging at all, but that acid stuff, though, when it helped at all. I'm saving that for Mr. Stone Boy. Wait, come on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound like you were recording. Well, it is recording. <laughs> I feel like I walked in at the wrong time. Yeah. Are you loving it? I am loving it. I feel like I wish I could just roll better on Me attack too! Rolls. I'm rolling great on... That Do we realize awful. how many people rolled natural ones? Like, that whole time? We we I all had, like, die. five to six all combined. Like, it was like... Okay. What the heck? I think it's Isaac. I think he's doing something. Hey, Neuralink, access memories. Accessing. Arriving at the listening outpost on the far moon of Vindicus, the spacers make a quick pit stop to fulfill Atlas's debt to Boris Dukar, head of the small Tetsa farm. Upon arriving, they are greeted by a flustered Dr. Montgomery and the odd company of smuggling extraordinaire Sir. Apparently, the outpost was swarmed by insectoid creatures awakened by the scientific activities above the surface. 
Tasked with fixing the core of the station and eradicating the worst of the monsters, the spacers descend into the bowels of the station, bringing the handy gun arm of Sir with them. A quick skirmish in the elevator shaft leaves them battered, but the worst awaits them just beyond in the core room. Memories retrieved. I'm not seeing much down here, you guys, but uh, I will point out one of those critters <laughs> was bleeding down here, but it's still alive. Uh, you guys think that maybe it's a good time to pour that uh, ice cold water on us before we get to the core and Clive's going to get ready to get hot and bring him over to himself? What we do you guys want to do? don't have any more. You lost. <laughs> I've got one bucket to share. I still have one bucket. It's fine. I think... I think once we get inside, it'll uh, start to heat up, and uh, hopefully you guys can just get to the reactor. Before we get going, Alice, can I have some of that spray flesh? I um, am mm-hmm. not feeling great. I have one more. What do you have? Alice, no, Alice will say that, but he'll just hand it to her. Thanks. So eight, nine, ten. Thank you. I'm feeling almost myself again. Okay. Now, sir, as you brought up the blood, you notice that the trail leads into the area where the cistern is. Hmm. Dr. Montgomery said don't worry about that area, so maybe we should leave it alone for now and get to the core. I agree. I don't want to be down here any longer than we have to. Yeah. We just need to get the... Get to the core, fix it, and get out. Okay. You're, the way in is going to be through the door at the center. There's two doors. One kind of leads to like a control area. It's just computers and things like that. You're going to need to go through the center to the, front, the first door that you see right in front of you to get into the core room. Sir, I, I hope you're ready. You're a whole lot of talk. So you put it to action. These hands move faster than you think. I'll get it done. Okay. Are you guys ready? Do you see things in there right now? There's a sound of buttons. The same thing. And... Yeah, I'm just seeing the same creature moving around. There looks like... I can't tell. No, that's just bodies. Just the creature. Any advice on how to deal with it? Don't die. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you for that Just one. Just that you'd seen people do this once or twice and might have learned a thing or two. No, I've never seen anyone do this. I was just brought in as like an underling, an aide. Well, you're doing a very good job being our aide. You want me to like... Okay. What if you... No. I mean, you gotta take care of that creature. And get the core running. Aye, aye, Captain. Unless you have some other way of getting rid of it and getting the core running. But we can't risk the creature doing the same exact thing, ruining the implements. It's been shut down there for a while, though. And... Oh, God. I recognize that body. I can't imagine it's had much to feed off of. It's probably weak. That's good to know. Thank you. Any weak spots that you're aware of on its body? I'm not a biologist, 
Well, you're closer than I am. No, you're... actually, technically, you're closer than I am. I mean, to being a biologist, you have a doctor in front of your name, Dr. Montgomery. No. I'm a, I'm a data analyst. Are you ready? Yep. Let's get this. So she presses the button and the doors begin to open. How are you guys going in? Is it single file? Like we have to go in there single file because the passage is narrow, or can you we actually? Too wide. McKenna needs to be in back. Mm -hmm. I'll probably be in the front again. I'm pretty good on health right now, so I'll go in the front as well. Okay. What? <laughs> so, uh, Atlas mm -hmm. and Sir will go in, and then myself and McKenna will be right behind them. What is that thing? My nightmares. I just want you guys to see that up close. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a mutated, like, tick. I want everyone to make a stealth roll, unless you're just going in guns blazing. Uh, Definitely. I think we should do a stealth roll. Eleven. Fourteen. Fifteen for the elephant. Eleven. So the group comes into the room, and the door behind you starts to close. You hear the, the lock up, and all that's left is the sound of. You see first this like dark shape as this creature begins to kind of walk around the corner. It has these two long, like almost like antennas that come down and probe the bodies feeling them, their, their abdomens either like entirely burrowed out or like the body's half eaten, feeling for something to eat. It's moving with kind of like a slow, weak gait. And just so everybody knows going forward, <clears throat> I only have one spell slot left available, so I can only heal one time. Oh boy. The creature seems not to have noticed you, but it is slowly making its way around the room. You can see the door to the center of the, like, core slightly ajar, and there's just a faint, faint, faint green light coming from it. But it is like a dying light, and it seems to be that light that seems to keep this creature, like a bug, attracted to it as it walks in a circle around. I think I should definitely not be the one to attack it, because I'm trying to get to the core so I can start fixing it up, so... I'm just gonna I would say that at all costs I'm not gonna be trying to attack I'm gonna try to maybe poke my head out and be stealth if we can distract it yeah that's probably the best route um I hate to say it I think Atlas would probably be the best one too yes sir well do you want me to throw a fireball or a chaos bolt at it first um I'd say wait until I get near it I think you should throw a fireball um, away from it and then have it chase after that because that's hot. Oh, It'll be attracted to that. Good idea. Yeah. Well, should I do that now? We don't. It doesn't need. To, I mean, it doesn't even need. It doesn't need to it. know we're here. We could maybe do this without it even noticing us. Highly unlikely that happens though. Yeah. The only thing I'm thinking is that we still have to kill it. Oh, we do have to kill it too. That's true. Yeah. We have to kill it. Yeah. So or permanently restrain it somehow. So McKenna throws the firebolts. From where you guys are, where you entered on the room, you are on like an 
like a platform that's lifted about five feet above the bottom of the room. There are stairs both to the north and the south. McKinnon, you stand up, watching the, the nanobots whirl in your hand, you fire it off down in the southerly part of the room towards what looks like a bunch of like electro conduits and stuff, and it slams into one of them. goes dark and the lights themselves kind of fizzle for a second and all that's left on are the emergency lights the creature immediately begins scuttling that way good i'm immediately going to sprint towards the core okay so go ahead and move your guy 30 feet how you want to do that at the end of the 30 feet i need everyone to roll a perception roll i got a 16 four eight clive you pick up at the last second the creature is also attuned to what seems to be some sort of a tremor sense. By the time Clive notices, it is too late. The creature whips around and it starts kind of making its way towards him. This area that we're in right now, can the creature fit in No, it? Uh, not up the stairs, but it has the area and it kind of has like a railing guard, but it has, it's not like enclosed. I sprint towards the core and then use my cunning action as a bonus action to hide from the creature. Go ahead and make a stealth roll. 23. So the creature darts off, trying to like almost like follow with it. Not, it doesn't dart, but its head kind of like moves. The wisp of like a tent is moving with it as it's trying to like follow after him. You stop suddenly in the shadows of multiple things, multiple like consoles, and kind of kneel down. can take a shot yeah i'm gonna take a shot i'm gonna take a shot at it it's gonna be at disadvantage though because it's long range Ooh, 21 it slams into the side of it the creature immediately rocks alice is just gonna do what he initially kind of planned and then he's gonna and then jump and then i'm gonna start raging as a bonus action And due to Alice's whole like transformation and everything, he starts to like give off a ton of steam. Giving off probably I'm assuming an intense amount of heat at this moment. Um, I'm gonna immediately just start working on fixing the core and I'd like to use my fast hands take the use and object action. It says you can use the bonus action granted by your cunning action to make a dexterity check, use your thieves tool to disarm a trap or open a lock, or take the use and object action. You're you're going to input the information that Dr. Hopper gave you, and as you're doing that, you're trying to put it in as quick as you can, so you're gonna make a dexterity roll with your proficiency, so. 18. There's, a, as you're typing it in, Trying not to mess it up. There's like an alarm, like a... (laughs) 
and a single like light, like a yellow light from the top begins to spin, splashing the room in like this iridescent yellow. And then the door stops after getting about two feet and you see that it is jammed. Damn it. The, jo- the door is jammed. Can Dr. You... Montgomery, what's going on here? I'm trying everything I can. There's nothing I can do to override this. Can you slip through? Can someone push it open the rest of the way? I'd like to try to push through. Go ahead and make an athletics roll. Eight. You're unable to budge the door. Something is causing it to get stuck. The odd kick, instead of like going after either Sir or Clive, it begins moving towards Atlas. This singular heat form taking all of its attention, him stomping around, catching its tremor sense, hovers over the top of him. Its mouth opens and goes in for a bite. Atlas, you manage to fend off the attack. You bat it to the side, it rears its head back, and it goes in for its second. As it grabs into the side of your arm and starts moving you back and forth, you are grappled by it. Um, McKenna's gonna stay right where she is and try this chaos bolt again. What? Last time I rolled <laughs> the chaos one. bolt, I rolled a nat one, and I just rolled a nat one now. I can't even get it. This so- chaos bolt builds in your hand. You've been trying to perfect this this level of technomancy, and it suddenly blows up in your face. I need you to roll the effect on yourself. <gasps> Isaac! Eight. 14 points of damage. And then whatever its effect is. What? <laughs> oh, and then I have to roll a die 8 for the effect. Psychic? Okay, so you take 14 points of psychic damage. Your head begins to ring with a... And because it's psychic damage, something within you begins to wake. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. <sighs> this is insane! 10! You see, standing in front of you, an old woman, the hair falling out of her head, the family sign on her neck, and the glitch, the virus that is aphid that has infected your neural link, stands in front of you. I've gotten to know you for quite some time, McKenna. Growing within you, seeing your memories. I don't know what life is, but I think you have not lived a good one. As the Ankegs holding on to you, it continues with the bite atlas. I'm gonna use my tail for an attack within 10 feet that I can see. And as its mouth is about to tighten and worsen like the damage and tear into the flesh, your tail kind of extends, elongating from your back, ripping out of your skin, sending blood, flesh, and pus everywhere. And it slams and buries into the side of it, the point of it, pushing its face away. But that only makes it reinvigorate as it, it just starts pushing you 15 feet eastwardly towards the wall. Almost like just fighting your brawn with its own. Up next, we have McKenna, and on deck, we have Sir. 
McKenna, Aphid walks towards you and she says, so many memories, so many, so many good ones, so many bad ones, so many evil ones. No, you know what's right, McKenna. You know you don't deserve to walk this world anymore. Am I wrong? You are wrong. Make a wisdom saving throw. That's an eight. As if under a spell, attached by an invisible line, the virus begins to pull you towards the onkeg. And the onkeg in your mind begins to shift, beginning to almost like take on this insectoid version where it has the body of an insect, but where its head is and its chitinous maw is, you see your daughter's face. I just gotta keep trying to squeeze my way into the the core. I shoot my grappler like in a safe spot in there so nothing gets damaged and try to use that to pull me in. It grabs a hold of a rum. I need you to go ahead and roll an acrobatics check with advantage as it's pulling you. 16. 16? Mm. Your DC is 16. Oh. Yes. But I'm going to spend a point of my de-inspiration to make you roll at disadvantage. <gasps> oh, Isaac! Okay, that's 17. And let's see if... It, 10. You are getting pulled and you're stuck. Half of your body is in and the other half is out. Where you're stuck is the like case that holds the power core. It is holding you in between the door. This guy's a joke. Using precision, I'm gonna take a burst shot to aim at its head. 16 to hit. Flares off the side of it. Oh no. And I am just going to attack. I'm going to take re reckless attack to get advantage. And then also I'm use great weapon master. They take the minus five penalty, so I only have a plus one. The uh, 19, and then this one's a 13. 19. <laughs> Eight plus 10 because a great weapon. I mean 18. You see part of like the maw kind of cracks from the attack and it kind of staggers back as you dig into this wound, more like this like blood and pus kind of falling out. The onkeg slams its like top legs into the top of a vent. The vent breaks and smoke begins to fill the room. I need everyone who is within 30 feet of it, so Clive, McKenna, and Atlas to make a constitution saving throw. DC 12. I rolled a four. 17. 21. McKenna, you become blinded as it, the, the smoke gets into your eyes, and you just can't see. I'm just stuck, and my job is to get this thing open, and I'm gonna phone in Dr. Montgomery one more time. Can you get this thing open or am I just stuck here? Cause you're putting me in a terrible position. 
simultaneously I am going to shoot my laser right next to the door. So most of the bolt that you fire goes ricocheting off and hits the wall with a spark, but you leave a little bit of a brown mark on the end, but it doesn't seem to help. I'm trying, I'm working on it, I'm working on the other door. I don't, oh, get out of the way. You hear Dr. Hoffer get on. She says, I'm trying to override the system. The only problem is, if I do this, you get already running on emergency power and diverting power to this door, you are going to lose life. Is that okay? It's the only option we have at this point. I'm sorry, everybody. Lights are going out. Okay, hold on. And I'm gonna use my last inspiration to give her a roll with advantage. Oh. I don't know whether that's good or bad. <laughs> That's a 21. The lights go dark. You guys cannot see a thing. And all that is, is there's like just like a faint glow, like barely perceptible within the core. But the other door, you hear it open on the opposite side of where you are. I can go in there. Yeah, you can still, well, you can, you have to move around to the other side. Okay. You get just to the entrance and you can see where the original power core is on the ground, broken into many pieces. And you can see like the three arms that it would hold it in place above, like this almost like metal obelisk pedestal. The Onkeg shakes its head and you just feel a rattling and you can hear this. And this dust comes flying out of its mouth. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, Atlas. 15. You're, you feel where it's grabbing you, your skin starting to move into rigor mortis. Not quite turning to rock, but you can see like almost barnacle type look of earth kind of like growing up oh. your body. At the end of your next turn, you can retry to make this saving throw to stop it, but if you fail, you will turn to stone and be petrified. <gasps> What? And the Ankeg begins to drag you away. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. That's a 15. Your, your vision clears. The face that was your daughter's disappears off of the creature and you see it for what it is. And you push past Aphid, he disappears. I hate you, Aphid. And then I wanna do um, reduce creature. I rolled a seven. You see this like energy growing in my hands and you see like this focus coming and then I shoot the energy right at the creature and you see it rapidly shrink like half of its size and in that shrinking it looks like it's really in pain too. I'm gonna take a shot at it and I'm gonna use the precision to aim at its head. Natural 20. 24 points of damage. From the massive damage, it rocks back, dropping Atlas. And 
it kind of just stumbles dizzily, barely able to see or sense what's going on. All right, I'm in the the core room. I'm immediately gonna whip out the core from my bag backpack, start filling with the three tongs, and then kind of set it on top. And I'm gonna also phone in and just say, am, am I good, Dr. Montgomery? Is this, are we, how is it looking? What do I need to do here? Is there anything else? It's, it's looking good, it's looking good. Get, you gotta get out of there, and then the, put in the same code, close the doors, and we will get it running. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna whip my flashlight out so I can actually see around, head out of the door. As you start to make your way out, you see something lurch out of the side at you, and you see what looks like a baby on keg, like a tiny one, that launches itself in between you and the door. With that <laughs> Damn it. I'm just gonna be like gonna whip out my pistol and take a shot. Ooh, 17. Eight points. How do you wanna kill it? I said, get out of my way, mother and then just shoot it right between the eyes. And it just falls back, and you walk out. Drew, I told you I was special, but uh, <laughs> you guys finished up killing that rat yet? No one responds. <laughs> good, good. Finish him up. Finish him up. You get out of there. I'm just going to do the same thing I've been trying. 18 plus 1, 19. 6 plus 4 is 10, plus 2 because the raging was 12. Then plus 10 because the great weapon is 22. It staggers back. <clears throat> you chop off, cleave off three legs and it falls to the ground. It is barely dragging on, but it is trying to move away now in clear frights. I was gonna roll my uh, the constitution thing now. Uh, 19. You feel the petrification start to shake off as your body and the, the nanobots within begin to uh, assail the petrification and destroy it. The creature continues running away from Atlas, giving him an attack of opportunity. 19 plus 6, 25. 3, 7 plus 4, 11 plus 2 is 13. How do you want to kill it? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I love yes! That question. <laughs> um... <laughs> I love that question. He's just gonna grab both the mandibles and like just start tearing it like in half from the mandibles. And there's this shrill shrieking, almost like if you've ever thrust a cockroach, followed by the flesh ripping by the mandibles, then the side of the skull, all the way up, parting to its tiny little brain and everything that kind of like falls out as it falls limp into your hands. And strangely enough, as it's dying, it grows bigger until it's the husk that it was. You see, however, where it was running to. Your eyes kind of lead up, and you see like a door in the distance covered in almost like a white foaming spray. The door is fastened shut in the westerly distance of the room, but it almost like 
instinctively was trying to run that way for safe haven. Well done. Well done. I knew we placed our trust in you in the right way. Well, we're going to get out of here now. We'll meet you up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clive's going to start making his way towards the <laughs> yeah. the ladder. So yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Hurry up. We can talk about... This is wonderful. This is wonderful. And then it cuts out. I have a really bad feeling. <laughs> I know we just finished that big battle, but I have a really bad feeling right now. <laughs> you all return to the rec room and Dr. Hopper comes to all of you with Dr. Montgomery and Toe. You have all done such a wonderful job. Boris Ducar and the Tetsip arm will not forget this. You are helping us make great achievements in our business and in science. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Um, you're welcome. That was pretty much a suicide mission. Um, so I feel like something is owed. That shit was crazy! And you see Sisa, who kind of pops up from a couch. Sisa, what are you doing off the ship? <laughs> Do I ever listen? <sighs> no. I couldn't get rid of him. I told him he could watch. Well, are you proud? I mean, <laughs> you all are bad asses. And Sisa. Language! So sorry, you are all bad. Took a ship. Thank you. And you see that he is looking at both Clive and Atlas with great admiration. <laughs> As it should be. Can Sir bring him over and start showing him his laser pistol and maybe start trying to show him how to use it? I know how to use this. But he goes over with you nonetheless. Already like starting to mix in with, with a not-so-great crowd. <laughs> Dr. Hoffer walks him, watches him walk away. Seriously, you've done a wonderful job. Now, as far as I understand, Atlas, your debt to Boris here is done. And if there's anything we can ever do for you and the crew of C2, we will try our best. We are already getting information in and out. Uh, and as we have already discovered, it would seem that things are changing rapidly. The Acers are already beginning to change and adapt to these new situations. But Indul are under occupation. By who? By a group of pups. A coalition of them and other desperate groups, but mostly mostly pugs as far as I can understand. And they go under the banner known as the Burned Flag. It are we able to get in? I don't know. I have not been, but I only tell you this so that you may be careful. It could be dangerous territory entering. But as Atlas knows, Acers tend to adapt and profit off of whatever changes happen. So this moon and the backside of it here is far from prying eyes. No one besides you 
all my colleague here, Boris, and a few of the Tetsip arm know that this exists. While I would not ask that you bring any of the armadas out this way or forces, if you ever need to make a smuggling run, most people do not come back this way. That is the best I can offer you. But do not bring this occupation force down upon us. As far as I understand from the transmissions that we're starting to get, there is already a freedom force fighting under the backing of the Triumvirate. But it looks like a losing battle. We missed a lot in the travel here over those 92 days. You may stay here as long as you need to rest up, recuperate, but just be careful and know that we at the Tetsip owe you a great debt. You will have certainly changed many things of the future to come. Even you, sir. I'll keep that in mind. Good. She goes and gives every single one of you the comlink channel to her private comms. You may have need of your skills in the future. So consider that the tryouts for a contract basis in the future. Thank you. Um, if we could stay here for the evening, that would be much appreciated and we'll make a plan tomorrow. Well, guys, it's been fun. I uh, think I've proved myself trustworthy enough here. I've got some unfinished business myself, if you guys are interested in uh, the near future. A couple people just killed a lot of my crew. I could use some help. So maybe on the way to this next mission, we can uh, take care of a little business. And I think there's going to be something in it for all of you if you help me out. Well, you did scratch our back, so I guess it is time that we scratch yours. <laughs> Thank you very much, Clyde. We can talk. And with that, I think that's a good place to call the game and say thank you to our guest player, uh, Spencer Brown. Um, man, thank you for joining. That was that was awesome. You <laughs> added a whole lot to that game. Yeah. Seriously. That was a lot of yeah, fun. That was, that was a yeah, lot of fun. That was I awesome. love the banter. So I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It is real. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone who wants to follow you or check out what you got going on, um, because for people who know, I'm really passionate about combining both uh, athletics and creative outlets as I didn't have that getting into the sports world. Um, Spencer is very big in the sports world himself, also a professional athlete. Where can they like follow you or look at your content that you're, you're creating? Just if you go on YouTube and go to the athlete special, that's, it's just a channel for running content, but maybe there's some crossover with the indie fans as well. Cool. All right, guys, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you later, Spacers. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That, that was so fun. was nuts. You guys are so powerful. <laughs> Clive and Alice yeah. put together so much damage. I just want to say that was... Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers. <laughs>